Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with A.J. Titus, and A.J. is the president of the United Franchise Group, the global leader for entrepreneurs, and Signorama, the world's largest sign and graphics franchise. And when A.J. Titus was a little boy, his father taught him to memorize a list of 18 principles for life, and this became known as The List. We're going to talk to A.J. about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with A.J. Titus, and A.J. is the president of the United Franchise Group, and the global leader for entrepreneurs in Signorama, the world's largest sign and graphics franchise. Hi, A.J., how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you on the show, AJ. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today? I am in very hot West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. It's, it's, it's hot up here in eastern Pennsylvania. I think it's probably almost just as hot, AJ. So I, I, I get oh, it. Sure. So it, it, it's, yeah. it's great to have you on the show. You know, most people in franchising, AJ, I mean, they know your name. They know your dad's name. But, you know, your story is... Well, it's a little bit different from the, the 700 other interviews we've done over the years. Maybe, you know, for our new listeners, you, you can talk about how you got involved in franchising, AJ. Well, it, it's a complicated question, but an easy answer mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, I was born and raised in franchising. My, my yeah. grandfather founded Minuteman Press. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins, my uncles, my brothers, everyone is in franchising. My dad is the founder of Sinorama and United Franchise Group, and, yeah. you know, our dinner table conversations were about franchising. It wasn't yeah, about, you know, sports and franchising. So, right. you know, I, I really haven't known anything else, and, and, you know, I love the business model, and I think it, you know, helps people build their business and build mm-hmm. a legacy themselves. So, you know, it's always been in my blood. So. What else do you like about franchising, AJ? Because, you know, when I read about your background, you know, I, I sense, you know, you could have done really, you know, anything with your life, you know, but, but still, you know, you went back to franchising. What do you love most about franchising? You know, I, I love the parts where a franchise owner will give me a call and say, you know, AJ, thank you, you and your team for supporting me and helping mm-hmm. me build the business and building a business that is going to help fund my kids go to college and sa- help my savings and help me retire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why you live for franchising because you're mm-hmm. a piece of someone else's success. It, this, we're not selling, right. you know, luxury items. We're, we're selling and supporting someone on the system and helping them be successful. Yeah, it's, it's, you're part of that experience, aren't you, AJ? You know, and your, your, your dad was part of that experience, and your grandfather was part of that experience. And you said something in an interview I, I thought was, it was brilliant. You said something like, you said, like, kids spell love time. You know, and I thought that was mm-hmm. so brilliant. I said, because that kind of applies to franchising as well, doesn't it, AJ? And I, I kind of sense that, like, that's your, your, one of your philosophies, isn't it? It is. You know, my, my dad is the one who taught me that. And I mm-hmm. just actually, it's ironic because I just had, my wife and I, we just had our first child. She's two Yeah, congratulations, and, AJ. That's wonderful. Thank, thank you. You know, it's been awesome. But uh, you can't see me, but I'm, I'm tired right now, so it's all good. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's, it's time, you know. It, and at the end of the day, you're not going to change someone's life in one franchise visit with them. You're not going to, one right. support visit. Right, so right. it's, it's right. constant and being uh, persistent and, mm-hmm. and reminding them of the system and communicating as best you can. And it may take years to click. It may take months to click. You just right. don't know. And, but you can't lose hope and you can't lose that fire and can't lose the system mm-hmm. because you know the system's successful. So, yeah, it's, right. it's a big part of what we do. Maybe uh, you could talk a little bit about, you know, Sinor- we've had Sinorama uh, on the show in the past. We've had some franchisees on the show, AJ. Um, I've gotten to interview your dad in the past, uh, United Franchise Group. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the history of, of, of Sinorama. If I remember correctly, I think it goes back to, it was around like 1986 and, you know, maybe where the company is today. Yeah, you're right on target. It started in 1986. Mm-hmm. It was one sign shop in Long Island, New York. My dad, wow. he sold the signs, and a guy by the name of Jim Tatum made the signs. And as yeah. they say, after that, the rest is kind of history. So, right. you know, they started in that and then built it, moved the company to South Florida, um, and just continued to grow 
the franchise over the years, and then United Franchise Group as a whole has went from Sinorama to adding, you know, over 10 brands now right. um, in our franchising portfolio. So, yeah, it's, it's, it started humble beginnings. You know, it always mm-hmm. was supposed to be a franchise, you know. So because right. my grandfather started Man and Man Press, my, my dad, he built the business to franchise, and that's different than right. probably most people getting into franchising. Um, but, true. yeah, it started there. Maybe you could talk a little bit about United Franchise Group because, as you mentioned, AJ, you know, I guess there's about you mentioned there's about like ten brands. I mean, what what do you look for? Or, you know, what, what was your dad looking for when when he started the United Franchise Group? Because there is some diverse brands I- I- under the umbrella, isn't there? There, there are, and that's part of why we did what we did is we want to diversify, mm-hmm. just like any good company. You want to diversify right. your investments, and that's what we're doing. Um, but in, in the same breath. We were just Sinorama for the better part of two decades. And, right. you know, at the end of the day, we're not a sign company. We're a franchise mm-hmm. company. We help our franchise right. owners sell signs and build their business. So our core competencies can be stretched over many different industries. So we look for good brands. We look for big industries, up-and-coming mm-hmm. industries, um, where we can take our processes and our franchise expertise and build that industry and that brand and, and you know, help grow that. And so right. we, we're in food, we're in the shared office space, we're in business brokerage, we're in promotional products and marketing, we're in signing graphics, obviously. Um, we've added a, pun- a bunch of different home-based businesses or remote mm-hmm. businesses as well. And so these are all different things. We look at diversity um, within our portfolio, but we also take our core competencies and say, okay, what can we, we do in different industries? Right. I want to congratulate you on, on the book, AJ. I, I think that's wonderful. Um, the title of the book is called The List, Lessons Learned from a Father. And I don't want you to give the list away because I want you know, our leaders yeah. to, of course, read the book. But you know, maybe you could talk about like maybe you know, even if there's like one lesson you can share. I mean, there was a great story I remember reading, and I, I think it actually pertained to your grandfather. It had to do with something like a $5 bill. Maybe you could talk a little bit about yeah. that one because I have a feeling that one's in there. <laughs> Yeah, it is in there. And so uh, the the list was a, a, my motivation to write the list. So my dad, when he was traveling, he mm-hmm. wrote down 18 things that he wanted to teach his children. And right. one of the non-negotiable, two non-negotiable things when my dad was in town is he always drove us to school and he always yes. had dinner with us at the dinner table. That was non-negotiable. Wow. Okay? And we, he's a busy man and he traveled a lot, but when he was home, yeah. he made sure that he was, that time was his. And right. driving to school, he made us recite the list. We had to memorize wow. it and recite it to him every day. And, you know, when you're a kid, you think, like, man, this is, you know, this is boring. Why am I, why are we doing this? <laughs> right. but, then when you, but then when you look back and you, re, and you remember and you think yeah. of it, like, man, these are, he was instilling core values in us when we were 10 years old, you know, and that's right. all the way onward. And so, um, but my grandfather, J.J., that's my, my dad's father-in-law, mm-hmm. my mom's my mom's dad, uh, I started working for the company, and one of the lists is be on time. Lombardi time, you have to be 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early. And so um, my grandfather, I was running late to a meeting, and I didn't let him know. I didn't, you know, reach out Mm -hmm. to him. And I show up, you know, late, uh, however long it was late. My grandfather looks at me, and he takes a $5 bill out of his wallet. He puts it on his desk, and he writes on the bill, literally with pen, respect for time, and then yeah. he ripped the $5 bill in half in front of me. He gave me half of it, and he said, when you respect someone's time, you can get the other half of the bill, and I'll get out of my office. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I'm a, 
I'm in high school probably or just out of high school and right. you know, I'm you know, obviously like I'm I have two different emotions of man, I upset the general manager of the company right. but also I upset my grandfather too. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's the stuff you have to deal with when you're in a family run business. So but in the same breath it was a it was a good lesson because, you know, I, right. I didn't right. respect his time. I didn't right. give him a heads up. I, I didn't care that I was late and that's that's a problem. And so Right, yeah. right. And I understand you still have that $5 bill today, don't you, AJ? <laughs> I do. I have, it, I have it actually in a little frame. Uh, it's in my home office. Tough question, AJ. It's probably hard to narrow it down to, to, to one single thing. But, I mean, since you've become the president of, of Sinorama and the United Franchise Group, I mean, what's one of the most interesting things that, that's happened to you since being president? <laughs> Tough well, question, that, right? That is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I... You know, it's interesting. I, I've really enjoyed, so from a personal standpoint, I've learned a ton from mm -hmm. our franchise owners. You know, a lot yeah. of these people I've grown up with, you know, so right. we're, yeah. we're in business 36 years, and so I've known them, and they've watched me grow up, and that's been interesting in a lot of ways. But I've learned a lot about business, how things operate, how people are. I've got some travel um, all over the world. And I've wow. had an opportunity to hear different cultures and different people and how they do business right. and how they treat other people. And that's been a huge experience. That's been interesting for me. Um, you know, there's been tough times. There's been, you know, sure. sad stories, just like when we, we all deal with and we all have our human experience. Um, and that has taught me as well. Uh, but it's, it's really the people. It's, it's about the team here at the corporate office, the people who have been with us 20, 25, 30 years, the core Sinorama team, our franchise owners, their employees. You know, that's been what's fun for me. I, I'm mm -hmm. a people guy. I, you know, right. I'm not a numbers yeah. person. I'm a people person. Right, right. And so that's always been the most interesting thing. You know, we have a ton of stories. Um, and, and, you know, you can sit around and tell the quote-unquote war stories from, sure. you know, the many years. But, you know, I'm looking at building, you know, what's the next story and how do we make memories now for the next right. war story. And so instead of right. reminiscing on the past, I want to do that. So. It's, yeah, it's amazing how many countries you're also in as well, AJ. I mean, it was, has have there been a favorite, do you have a favorite country that you've been to? Well, I'm biased towards Australia. Okay. Uh, Australia, we have over 100 franchise owners in. Wow. And, um, you know, it's, it's our second biggest country. Right. Um, and it really was, you know, with my dad, the right place, right time, where, you know, he went to Australia and was able to help build it, and now we're, mm -hmm. we're really well-known in Australia. So that's been a lot of fun. I, I'm in Australia in a non-pandemic, you know, non-pandemic time, usually right, twice course. a year. So I get to right. go back this year, but, you know, that's, that's probably Australia, I would pick. That's great. Yeah, that, that makes sense. How, how, did you, how did you handle the, the, the pandemic, AJ? It seemed like it was a common theme, you know, in doing the show such a long time, you know, when COVID happened. I mean, it was hard to get through a show without talking about COVID, but how, how, did, how did you guys handle the experience? Well, I mean, for Sinorama, we're pretty lucky that, you know, a yeah. lot of our products we sold during the pandemic, and, and we were considered in most places in the country and the world a... a um, a um, required business. I, I'm right, sure. using the term right now. Yeah, and so we were able to do business with hospitals and restaurants right. and our right. delivery business got really big in terms of wrapping vehicles and things of that nature. I, I talked to a franchise owner recently and he said, you know, I knew that we would grow, 
but I didn't know the products that we were selling, like acrylic barriers and social mm-hmm. distancing, you know, decals right. and signage. And so right. we all, we did really well. So I and I kind yeah. of feel guilty telling you that because I know there's sure, a lot no, of businesses that, that didn't yeah. do well. Um, right. But overall, we're we're very blessed. Um, and not every business at UFG did extremely well during the pandemic either. So, right. but Sign Around exactly. did very well. Yeah. That's wonderful. What's interesting about, you know, when I think of Sinorama, um, AJ, is, is, you know, some of your franchisees, I mean, have been with you, it's like 20, 30 years. I mean, that, 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 that says a lot, doesn't it? Oh, I think so. And, and, I mean, they want to be around. I think it says a lot about the company, UFG and yeah. Sinorama. I think it says a lot about the industry. I think it right. says a lot about the franchise owner, too, that, you know, they mm-hmm. want to keep at this and build the business for that long where, you know, nowadays people can't stick into a job for two years. So, right, right. You know, not, exactly. not because they get let go, but because, they, mm-hmm. you know, they want to do something different. They get kind of antsy feet. And so, um, right. yeah, I think it's a, it says a lot about a lot of different things. And it's we're very proud of it. You know, we talk about it in our item 19, longevity. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I think it says a lot about a lot of things. You know, technology it has changed a lot, you know, since 1986. I mean, how, how, how has technology had an impact on, on, on like, Sinorama today, AJ? A, a drastic impact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, 30, just think 36 years ago, there was right. no full-color digital printer. It didn't exist. Right, right. right. Like that's the, the signage industry was really a plotter. Vinyl yeah. transformed the industry. And then on top of that, there were still artisans in the business. People were still right. painting signs 36 years ago. Yeah, you know, now right. it's not as much as a, a, a business, but everything from flatbed printing to, you know, the digital printers now are just unbelievable that can print right. texture and can print all these different things and the vibrant colors, it's unbelievable. Um, on top of that, electric signs, LED message centers, mm-hmm. um, every, everything in between. It, the technology is incredible, but what's been interesting is our core products have really stayed the same for 36 years. You know, right. people still right. have a plotter in their shop. People still sell cut vinyl. I mean, it, it, wow. it's just in a different way. But they've been adding all this, all these products and the ways to make the products over the years. So, you know, it's been cool to, to be a part of that industry that's grown and changed so much. But it's changed so much, but it really hasn't in a lot right, of ways. Right. So it, right. it's been cool. Yeah. What types of, of, of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees, AJ? I mean, what's, what's, what's most important to you when, if you were meeting with a prospective franchisee? We don't really have a, a good, quote-unquote, profile of what a, a right. franchisee is because we mm-hmm. have so many. We have a diverse group of franchise owners from their right. background perspective. Right. right. Um, but typically what we look for is someone who either really enjoys sales and marketing, um, someone from a C-level you know, or a management level, um, mm-hmm. But that likes to go out, meet with people, shake hands. This is a really sales-based organization um, and a sales-based business. And so, and, he, and even if you don't have that background, the right. willingness to hire someone um, who is a sales-based person mm-hmm. or a commitment right. to sales, even if you say, "Hey, I'm not that person," no problem. As long as you have that commitment to the sales and marketing side, you know, we you can be successful doing this. And what's the training like? Today, AJ, you know, it's been a while since I, I've had you, uh, your dad on the show, but what's the training like at, at, at UFG today? So we've changed it a little bit since the pandemic. Um, we, okay. we used to do two full weeks in person in West Palm Beach mm-hmm. um, and then two weeks on location with, with right. setup and finishing training. We, right. We've added a week of 
virtual training. So that's the first, the first part. And then mm -hmm. that goes into a week of in-person in West Palm, and then we have two weeks at the, the franchise owner's location. And so right. that, those are things that, you know, we've added or changed over the years. Uh, but okay. it's pretty much similar to what it's been for a while. Um, and that's right. been, you know, we, we've enjoyed that piece, but we've gone a little bit more virtual and more, um, it's better for the franchise owner that they, you know, two weeks out of their hometown or their, their business is already tough enough. Um, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right. That makes sense. When, when I have someone on the show like yourself, I mean, who was pretty much, again, you know, born into uh, franchising, AJ, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, after all these years, we, we figured out that most of them are new to franchising, you know, and I think what happens is, and, and again, you know this better than I do, is, is they get overwhelmed because there's so much out there today to choose from. I think they say something like, I've heard the numbers, like there's 3,000 or 3,500 different systems in the United States alone. So oh, it gets yeah. a little bit overwhelming. So the question is like, you know, where do you begin? So, I mean, from everything you've learned from a young boy to, to today, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, there are thousands of franchises. So, yeah. I mean, I would, I would start with, again, this is, kind of my background is, mm -hmm. you know, how long has that franchise been in business? What's their track right. record? What, you know, right. have, do they have a track record of success? Do they have long tenured franchise owners? Because that's what that's tells you something. You know, of course that's, you know, I'm, I'm talking about UFG and, and us, but in the same right, breath, right. you know, that's a big deal. If you have someone who's been around for a long time, why did they stay around? Why didn't they sell their business? You know, these right. are all questions that... Right we should be asking and they should right. be asking. Same breath with the franchisor. How long have they been around? Do they know mm -hmm. supports Do they have a good support right. system? You know, right. these are all those types of things. I also, this might be an old school thing, mm -hmm. but I, I look at how someone follows up with me in the sales process on how they're right. going to support me. So like, for instance, if, if, if someone calls you and wants you to buy a franchise, but they don't really follow up all that often. They, right. they, are, they play a little hard to get. Like, yes. that's probably going to translate into how they support you. You know, wow. if, if they're prompt or if they're talking to you often or they're asking you a lot of questions and they want you to go through the process, that probably right. translates into the rest of the business and how they treat um, their franchise right. owners from a support side. And you want someone who's going to be attentive and, you know, and do that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I think that's, that's great advice, AJ. So, I mean, I could ask you the last question, AJ. I mean, as, as the president, I mean, where do you see, you know, if you can look into a crystal ball, you know, whether it's one year, three years, five years down the road, I mean, where do you see UFG and, and Sinorama in the future? Well, Sinorama is our, our flagship, right? right. So Sinorama has right. been around this long. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, we're building this company. We're not a privately traded, you know, pu uh, private equity or publicly mm -hmm. traded company. So my motivation with Sinorama and my dad's motivation with United Franchise Group is a little different. You know, right. we're, we're looking at building this for the next generation. You know, I just had, as I said, I have my, my daughter who's two months old. I'm building this business for her down the road. And I have two brothers and three cousins who, want, who are younger than me and want to be in the business. And so I know this brand is going to way outlast me and way outlive me, and that's what we're building it for. You know, of course, there are brands within our portfolio that we will sell and move on from, and it just may not be the right fit, and we'll help the franchise owners find a better fit with another, you know, franchise organization or whatnot. But, you know, I, I see us continuing to add brands, continuing to grow, 
um, UFG as a whole. And then I think for Sinorama, there's a ton of different opportunity. I think our problem sometimes is that there's so much opportunity, we've got to focus on a couple things. And so right. that's the, the big thing for me is how do I direct the team and how do I work with franchise owners to pick the most important things to grow in over the next couple of years. But electric signs, you know, digital message centers is definitely something. I think maintenance and installation is another thing. Um, I think maybe a subscription-based model are all things we've thrown mm-hmm. around here at the corporate office. Right. Um, but we want to stay true to our core. We want to stay true to we're a sign-making, a sign-manufacturing business, and that's what we want to stay true to. So we make signs and we build and we help uh, people in their business. How do our listeners um, get hold of the book, AJ, The List, Lessons from a Father? I mean, can they get that on Amazon? Where's the best place to, to, to get the book? Yep, it's on Amazon. So again, okay. it's, it's yeah, The List of Lessons from a Father, AJ Titus. You know, my, my dad wrote the foreword as well, and it's a quick wow. read. It's a not a it's not a long read. I don't I, I made the book cheap online. I think it's ten right. bucks online. Um, but it's I, I want to write a book that everyone can sit down and read in a sitting or a couple sittings, right. and you know, and if they pick out a couple lessons from it, that's awesome. That's that's what I want. That's fantastic. And how can our listeners get more information on Signorama AJ or the United Franchise Group? Any websites that you'd like them to go to? Oh, sure. You can go to unitedfranchisegroup.com to look at all okay. of our brands. For Signorama directly, you want to do signoramafranchise.com. Um, that's our franchise development website. And there's also signorama.com um, if you're looking for signs and graphics as well. That's fantastic. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed speaking to you, AJ. You know, and I'd love to like invite you back over the next year or two you know, and, and see what you're doing. And uh, again, it was a true privilege for me to speak to you today. Anytime. I appreciate the time as well, and it's, it's a lot of fun for me. And, you know, this is our passion. This is what we do. So, I, you know, that's we right. talk for a long time. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, this has been my pleasure, AJ. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. 
Today's great quote in franchising comes from Tom Scarta, and Tom is a franchise consultant for Franchise, and he's the author of The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty. And we've had Tom on this show two times over the last 14 years, and Tom is great at providing a- analogies on topics like motivation and entrepreneurship. So today's great quote in franchising is called, It Doesn't Hurt Enough. Well, we'll let Tom explain why. Uh, Ten years uh, with Franchise helping them to find businesses. And what I find, and, and you know this from the industry, is that majority of people who look at franchising do not buy a franchise. And the number one reason is fear of the unknown. Yeah. So they go, instead of choosing, see, at the end of the process, you know, they're looking at great companies because uh, we vet them, we know who's good, who's not. And, and you can never deny that the companies are not good when you go down the road at looking at them. Right. The choice the choice is not what franchise to buy. The choice is the choice between uncertainty and unhappiness. That's interesting. And most people go back to the unhappiness, and they because there's a comfort in that, right? There's yeah, so at least I get a paycheck. At least I know I have a job. At least I can pay my bills. And, right. and I got to tell you, if, you, if you think you're on this earth to pay your bills, you're always going to have a mild kind of um, frustration that goes through right. your life. That's it's very powerful, you know what you said, Tom. You know, it, it's um, it, you know, we we've seen that on the show too. You know, I mean, I've heard numbers like at, at, at like one out of a hundred people will, will will say yes to you know going the going the, the franchise alternative, or they'll give some kind of like excuse like you know, well, it's not perfect, you know. And I remember you even saying this, you know, a long time ago is you know, there's not really. That, that always that perfect perfect opportunity you know what i mean i mean there's always i think the analogy you used a long time ago was even when you know you buy a house you know what i mean there's always going to right. be something with that house that you can always fix you know what i mean so there's never that That's perfect right. opportunity and i suspect you get that from a lot of people because they're 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 so terrified of going forward they're like well i don't think this is the perfect opportunity for me i i, I suspect you probably get that a lot don't you it, yeah, yeah, and you're right. I think it was um, in in Joe Matthews' great book, uh, Street Smart Franchising. Yeah, yeah. He talks about that. Um, one out of every hundred people that look at franchising actually buy a franchise, and and that the, the thing for me, Marty, is it makes me it makes me sad inside because I mm-hmm. talk to these folks yeah. that have great backgrounds. They're phenomenal at what they do, right. and they can easily translate their skills into their own business and really right. live happily ever after. And they don't. And, and it's, yeah. it's always because of fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You use a powerful word, um, Tom. You know, you used happy. You know, and, and I think it's interesting that how many people there are out there that are, you know, working day to day and they're just, you know, as you said, they're paying their bills, you know, but they're they're not happy, are they? You know, and, and I know a lot of those people who are working for, let's say, the city, and, um, you know, they're, they're going to get their pension at some point, but they just aren't happy. And I can't imagine working 40 years and not being happy. And, and you wonder, uh, you know, it, it's really that powerful, and that's why I think your book is so important. You know, the magic of choosing uncertainty is, is, is that, you know, you lived it, haven't you? I mean, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure you know. You, you know, you you've been through all of those things that that a lot of your um, clients um, mm-hmm. certainly have gone through their head, don't they? Yeah, I've I, yeah, I've been in their shoes, and and that's why I, I kind of enjoy what not kind of I love what I do because I'm yeah. really able to speak to people on on a 
you know, a one-to-one basis that, you know, right. I, I, I not only have empathy, I, I've been there. I've done it. And, and you know, maybe it's not for everybody, and that's fine. I, I get right. that. Not everybody should buy a franchise, believe me. Right. But, um, you know, but when you're when you're there and you're on the cusp and, you know, it's the 11th hour and you have to make a decision and, and you run away from it, it's it's really, really sad. And, from you know, from my perspective it is, and I think from their perspective, I just read an article uh, last week that said 80 86% of Americans want to change their job today. Wow, that's incredible. 86%. 86% of Americans want to change their job today, and probably maybe 1% will, um, you know, get out of the corporate rat race. A lot of people will change jobs. And right. they're going from, you know, one fire to another mm-hmm. fire, and they really exactly. don't solve anything. But I'll, I'll tell you that, um, you know, a, a, a great story that I share with everybody, and I think that it will go very very well here. If you can imagine for a second, um, there's these two guys sitting on a porch, like two two old hillbillies, right? And they're, and yeah. they're, drinking, their, they're drinking their sarsaparilla, and they're rocking in their rocking chairs. And one of, them, one of them has a hound dog, and the hound dog's sitting on the floor, and every... Once in a while, that hound dog lets out a yelp. Yeah. So, so one of these guys, one one guy says to the other guy with the dog, hey, "What's wrong with your dog?" And he said, oh, "Nothing's wrong with the dog." So he said, "Well, why does he yelp like that?" Yeah. And he said, "Oh, he's laying on a nail." And uh, he said, "Well, why doesn't he get off the nail?" And he said, "Well, I guess it just doesn't hurt bad enough." Wow. That's a great that's a great analogy. We're gonna to have to use it. We have this great quotes in franchising podcast. We're gonna to have to put that one in there. I haven't heard you tell that story, but I I think that's um, I mean I mean that's a great one. I mean it does show you know how how we're willing to live our lives like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It it frustrates the heck out of me. And um, you know, in in the book, I give people uh, what I call fuel for change, which are different exercises at the end of a couple of different chapters where you can go through changing your mindset about things. Yeah. And, and you realize after a while, all your stuff, all your baggage in that fear department, right. essentially comes from your parents and, yeah. and from yeah. your upbringing telling you, you know, no, 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 right. don't do that, be careful. And if you, would, if you lose, you're a loser. And, yeah. and that's not the case at all because when you – Take a chance, and if it doesn't work out for some reason, there's more life yeah. lessons in that failure than there is in any success. And, and I can tell you that directly from my smoothie experience. Sure. It, you know, there's so much more to learn when you're trying to climb out of a hill, out of a hole, than standing on top of the hill. Yeah, and it's you know it must be interesting. I, you know, I'm I'm one of those people as I mentioned, Tom. You know, I mean, my mom is still waiting for me to go apply for the post office. You know, I said I'm going to be <laughs> 50 years old in three years. You know, and I, and I just I just recently you know completed my doctorate degree last year, and I think she's still waiting oh, wow. for me to go work. You know, for for the post office. You know, I mean, she just tried to instill that in me as a kid, and maybe that was my my reason I went the other direction. You know, I just didn't. It just didn't seem gratifying to me, not to, to, to pick on anyone who works for the post office, but I just didn't, I wouldn't have had that. And, and I love the word you use. It uses word fuel, you know, and we had, um, 
we had the great Michael Gerber on our show, and I know you're, you're a fan uh-huh. of his as well. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tom Scarta, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com. You can go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page, and you can find Tom Scarta there. Or you can go to Franchise Interviews Listed by Category, and you can go to our Franchise Experts page and listen to the interview there. And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this Great Quotes in Franchising podcast such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.